0: have afterwards a panel with Dr. Shannik, Rev. Mordechai Kamenetsky, and it was a schos and an honor for them to invite me to join the panel. So we look forward to being able to take the questions that people will be sending in at that time. It's a schos and looking forward to that. So just thanking everyone, this program by people calling, listening, that they actually wanted to hear what, you know, what a mental health therapist has to say, and for this to be happening is a huge change, Baruch Hashem. And for the positive, and it's an honor to be able to do this. Nissen, someone sent in a question if we can to discuss the difference between OCD thoughts and regular self growth thoughts, like I need to do better. And, Nissen, how would you address it?
1: Don't ask this definition in English. <laughs> you do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's just look at things on a very simple level. I don't want to start getting into diagnosis and what's the criteria for diagnosis, but it's very simple. A person wanting to make sure that they do something correctly is wonderful. Someone wants to do something better, fantastic. What is chus and what an honor. The difference, one of the olive-based ways to recognize if it's a question, if it's a diagnosis or not, is a. If you want to stop, could you stop? Are you able to stop the behavior that you're doing? So let's assume someone wants to grow better in Yiddishkeit and they want to daven. And let's say they're davening chakras, and average chakras will take someone 45 minutes. And they're having more kavanos, so they'll go an hour, extra 15 minutes, an extra 20 minutes. So that's amazing. Now, if someone all of a sudden goes from 45 minutes to an hour and a half, double the time or longer, those are one of the signs when you start wondering it's too much. There is a level of balance and something beyond balance. Similar is if it affects others. That means when you're doing something and now people start getting affected, please don't do it, it's affecting me too much. Now you start questioning, those are one of the red signs, one of those red lights, those sirens going off, saying, oh, maybe it's not that good. Maybe we've got to stop. So OCD is actually a disorder. And that feeling is sort of saying, I didn't do it well enough. I got to do it again. It's not good or something bad will happen to me. And therefore, the person starts having repetitive thoughts or action. Self-growth is, I want to grow. I didn't do something well. next time I'll do it better. You know what? Let me do one more time now, a little bit more, kavana. Let me invest in myself. Investing in yourself and spending hours being stuck, making family members not feel healthy, not feel good, feel stressed, that is generally the olive base when you start seeking out a professional or when you start contacting a Rav. So this is generally the short version that we give. Because it's very healthy to be from. It's very herluch, very healthy to be heraloch. Extremely important. That's Yiddishkeit. That's our purpose on this world. The, the whole the Silci Sharp is based on that. Also, would like to share with people the number one more time. The number to call up is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And please go ahead, call up. We look forward to taking your questions and your comments, and as well, Revnison what is, one more time, the text number that people can share? It's 347-927-8398. 927-8398.
1: 8398.
0: Since the number is 347-927-8398, and this is the number to text your question or as always we prefer and we always get calls later on so please let's get them earlier on to get your question let's get your comments three five eight five eight and to text it's three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight Revnison, i got an interesting question for the yiddish program and I don't want to go into if it's a diagnosis or not, because most of Kali Yisrael, everyone holds of it. The question is to what a degree. So someone sent in to the Matzah Shabbos Yiddish program that we do in Kol in Yiddish, is they have very cute kids, and they're nervous being in the bungalow colony because they're worried about Ayin Hara. And on one hand, almost everyone in Kali Yisrael believes in Ayin Hara, or even those that don't, it's not that they don't believe in Ayanhara, that's Gemara's, that's Svarib. But they don't believe, they believe that if you don't believe in it, it's not going to affect you. And again, it's the similar level of all well, this that's happening. That's a level that's healthy and balanced because we do believe in Ayanhara. But on the other hand, how many people went up to the bungalow colony and this was their worry? This was their concern, worried about Ayanhara. So Part of the information that I shared in the Yiddish program is as follows. There are certain kahilas and Klayosol that might be more worried about it, which is fantastic. Now, if you're worried, and if your kahila is worried about going up to the Bongo Kalni and what you can do to prevent Einharz from affecting your children, wonderful. Baruch Hashem. Then it's within the healthy, normal realm. However, if your kahila is not so worried about Einharz at the level that you are, now we start wondering... What is the reason that you are more makbar than Ayan Is it because of Frumkaid? Is it because something happened in your life that you're worried about Ayan Is it something that your family is so concerned about that? What is the reason that Ayan is taking such a focus in your life? And sometimes it's possible, just like people can have anxiety or some other diagnosis like even OCD or other stuff, and it, sometimes a diagnosis can affect the person where something is so special to them, and since Yiddishkeit is special to them, what it can do is, Chas that might affect, in a place that Yiddishkeit is so important that it might catch into something like an Ayin Hara. So it's definitely normal and healthy to be concerned or to be aware of Ayin Hara. However, we need to know what's the Gadharma, what are the boundaries, where are the bound really boundaries. Where's the line? Where's that line where you're concerned of Ayin Hara and not? So, for an example, when you've got Gadolim getting together for a Siyem you have Gadolim and Yisrael getting together, and you've got, sometimes they've had in a 100,000 people, and they would say Shema Yisrael, and the Godel that would lead the Shema Yisrael, is he worried about Ayin Hara at that moment? And if he is worried, then why is he doing it? We further clarified that just from the saying, these kashas, if someone's a Rosh Hashiva, and there's, take the mere yeshiva, thousands of Talmidim, so there's no one to say, I'm not going to be a Rosh Hashiva, such a big yeshiva, because people will be jealous, or other people that might want to have my position is at that level. And to take that step even further is that we know certain G'daylom, so I knew that the previous Satmar Rebbe Yol Teitelbaum, they said, again, this is what I heard, that when he would have the big weddings and people would come in order to prevent ayin Hara, under his shrimal he would turn his yarmulke, his couple, upside down and this way an ayin Hara shouldn't affect him and the question is if you're worried about ayin Hara and you're doing something publicly then shouldn't you not do it? have a minion at every wedding and not nothing more and if you're doing it under your yarmulke how does that affect? so again everything that i'm saying here Please run it by your Rav. will have their concepts and the way to deal with Ayin Hara. But just to understand that there's a lot more to it than just my kids are cute somewhere am worried about Ayin Hara. There's a system in place in Keela's. You can have the red band. You can have the I. Uh, you can have the Yad. Uh, there are so many different levels, but your life and your functioning. So I just want to share with everyone that I shared again. Please run it by and discuss it with your Rav and to get the answer that you should get. But one of the responses that I heard from several of them that I appreciated very much, and that is that if you are doing something so the other person should be impressed, you're doing it because you want the other person to say, wow, this person made the biggest wedding. This person just finished Shas. This person just had so many people at this whatever it should be. This person's got so many people at their yeshiva. When you're doing it to shtach someone, to hurt someone, to have them get jealous, then an ayin hara will affect you. However, if you're alerting every day a dafi a blot, and you finish shas, and you're sharing it with someone, barach Hashem, al to finish, not to hurt the person, but to share a success, a happiness, you might even help someone grow from that. When we hear that Reb Chaim Kanievsky makes a seaman on shas, on bavli, and your Shalmi, and several other svarim, does he not make us see him, or do people not know about it because of an ayin hara? We've got to grow. We have to move, and the, a large part is what is your focus, Rambnisa? What do you say to this?
1: Well, wow. <laughs> you give all the the nine yad of the ayin hara, but I, you know that's I look at uh, I look at the, something a little bit different, and we know that in Mazali israel, and we when we have the. Putting ourselves a shield of a uh the is not related and you have a lot of uh, as you said we have a lot of zgulot and a lot of kameot and stuff like this. people using the iron is people using the 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 yad, you know the hamse you
0: know yeah you know,
1: people you know i know that in many many communities uh, for example for a new baby, born baby they're putting the you know the The small pin with with iron with or with a hamse. Some people using a garlic, uh, you know, uh, or or just full garlic. And again, I think that uh, iron is very powerful, but uh, it's powerful also on the uh, on the other side of the reception. I would say that if you really believe in this, it will be affect you. And uh, we know that the the Gemara said, and mazal Israel. We're above mazal, as long as we are just basically acting um, and connecting ourselves to the Creator and nothing to be worried about it. That's why my... Right.
0: Excellent. So every one of these points is something that we've got to learn. We've got to speak to our love about it. But at the same time, what we need to do is we need to still live our life and we have to identify when we're bringing up this issue... Is it in any which way uh, something that's regular, classic, normal within the realm, or is this more? Are you doing more?
1: Okay, we um, one second. We just go to uh, Miss T. Mordechai? Yes. We'll go to Miss T. Yeah.
0: Miss I T, have a welcome. Question. Um, question. I'm wondering when
2: you usually do your teachers' training workshops.
0: Merit Hashem, the teacher's training workshop will be after, right after Sukkot. Both the mm-hmm. parenting workshop and the teacher's training workshop will be right after. They'll we'll probably do them one week apart and do it that way.
3: And where do I get like, the details on it? I have to
0: call your office. All about? that gets announced then. I, uh-huh. All that gets announced then. Merit Hashem.
3: Okay, great.
0: Thanks so much. Sure. Thank you. Oh, I greatly um, appreciate the interest. Yeah.
1: I think oh, it's,
0: And again, but... looking forward for people to call and ask their questions about the mental health field 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 and of course the availability if you'd like to send a text for this program we've got that 347
1: 927 927-8398 Okay um this is a short one I thought we get uh I sent <laughs> I send you right now another text. uh, Go ahead
0: and see this message. Thank you for this amazing show. From which age is schizophrenia diagnosed? Is it possible for a three year old to have it? (laughs) Chas v'shalom. Hi, Hashem Yishmar. I wish you would have called up a question like this. And my first question would be Do you have anyone in the family who was ever diagnosed with schizophrenia? second question would be, do you suffer from anxiety? And the third one will be, I would really recommend you to speak to a parenting expert. Those would be my three responses to this question.
1: Yeah. This is scary. This is really scary. Scary question.
0: Yes. Um. Someone just, there's a story of Rav Schwab from, you know, I, I don't know who it is. So basically, his daughter married off, and she had a few girls in a row. She went to ask her father if she's allowed to dress them the same. He said, yes, nothing extraordinary, just simply matching. He said, just be misbelled for them. I guess people are worried about Ayn so just simple Again, there's a concept and a way to do things. The number we'd like to share again is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. How do you find it now, let's say, with a lot of the programs that you're doing, when parents or when people are calling up and they're mentioning very strong diagnoses or very strong issues, Let's take it by Dr. Stim or other one. Uh, there, it's more children calling up. But what happens when you've got a parent calling up with questions like this?
1: I, I would say that, you know, first of all, it, it seems like that uh, something with a parents a uh, uh, issue with a the parent. Uh, they don't know how to act with, uh, to be a parent, or, the, or they come with a big uh, bag on the bag. Uh, about you know from pre- previous uh, uh, you know childhood or their childhood,
0: right? Uh, or maybe there's a family member that, family had that. Member that has something, know. and
1: they're very very scary. Uh, I just uh, I know I have something to add, but let me just answer the phone where I'm thinking.
0: Certainly. So just for us to understand, I value when people ask questions. It's just sometimes I feel bad when someone asks a question like that. Let's maybe give a little understanding why someone would even ask this question. So schizophrenia is when someone sees things or hears something, and they're really believing that they're seeing it. So they can have conversations with people. They can respond to voices that they hear. Now, children age three have an active imagination that's supposed to happen. And they could play with their dolls and feed the dolls. And they could play with the menchies, with the people, and have them flying and coming and going. They can talk to trees and they're creative. They can tell you they're hearing people talking. And this is the beauty of children. This is healthy and age appropriate, very healthy. And now the question is, why aren't you trusting yourself for seeing that this is almost what old children do? So that's why we ask those questions of, was there someone in the family that has it? Like, why would you even think that? Second of all, is there any anxiety? Because people that have anxiety are concerned about that or about medical conditions or medical issues. And the third one is if it's this child or to take a parenting workshop, that's part of it. This way you can speak to someone, and maybe you do have anxiety. Or maybe not. Maybe you just need someone to guide you and it's your oldest child and you don't you're missing this information and you're not able to discuss it with your parents. So therefore a parenting expert can reassure you about a lot of this information.
1: I, I want to add about parent uh, workshop and everything. You know, Also the, the teachers this is so important. I know that uh, you, you do it uh, and we're trying to put some awareness about it. This is and I repeat a thousand times this, uh, you know, uh, fathers and mothers, you know, just, we don't, we never learn it. And unfortunately, we are copy-paste of our parents. Sometimes we're lucky, we have a good parents to learn with, and sometimes we're not lucky. And uh, we see it every day, daily, you know, and I, unfortunately I see it daily. That parents behave so strange because they never get it, you know, from the, their parents. And especially, as we said, in, you know, post Holocaust, that the, the, we, this generation carry a huge, huge traumatic event and they, they transfer it to their children and to the grandchildren. That yeah. people that are coming from a different background and suddenly come a, a shock culture, you know, let's say they're coming from from a country like the, the third world countries and coming to here, and they don't know what what they do what they're doing, you know. This is something that's yeah. very very important to to address it. It's not only in the Jewish community. I think that it's all over right now. What we see, you know, for example, we we. We're talking about the the, uh, the uh, African Americans, for example. Just if we're taking as example, then don't have the, the, the what you call the nuclear or the, the family structure. From you know, then the, the from the coming to slaves to to re, real you know family, it's it takes a toll on their children and their grandchildren. And that, that's something that's very, very important to understand to, to for us. and there's a, I'm talking to the parents and, uh, and teachers that sometimes coming also from a different background and they don't read that the, the kids, that they, they're coming from, uh, again, a uh, different uh, issue and they don't see it. That's why I am highly recommend the, the workshop for the teachers and the parents and for all of us come and wow, thank and you. enjoy and enjoy and the learning because Mikol dai is cultit this is what what is good about to be a jewish that we are really in a constant way of learning daily and the uh, ramban said you know if you take a book and learn try to apply it upon your life
0: yeah oh, so
1: that's yeah.
4: what
0: we need we need to grow we need yeah. to be clear. That's we what need to know, we need to face our issues.
1: And that's what's said let's grow together. That's it. You know, it seems like like everybody was in the country or stuck in the, in the traffic jam yet.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: By the way. So again, let's... one
0: more time, I'd like to share with everyone the number to call up is 718 683 5858, 718 683 5858. And to text your question, it's 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Right.
1: By the way, I stuck in traffic yesterday. I was like four hours on the way back from visiting day. I was very t- <laughs> stressed stress about it, you know. Yes. Sitting in a car for four hours.
0: It's a long time. But I personally, I have, I'm have i taking now a five-day training. There's the, the part two to the dialectical behavioral therapy, the DBT, for those that have the diagnosis of the borderline personality disorder. And it's interesting, taking part two now is a year after I've taken part one. So to hear a, a lot of changes, I shouldn't say changes in the system, but where it's used in so many different areas, that is something that is very interesting. It's used now for eating disorders a lot more. More research has come out. A year ago, I heard they were doing it. There's also several uh, psychiatrists, psychologists using it for those that have antisocial behaviors. Antisocial behaviors are those that are, have lots of violent behaviors where they would rob, steal, even kill and not feel bad or not recognize their actions as to what they're doing it's interesting how they are adapting a lot of the dialectical behavioral skills. So it's interesting that things are really progressing and adapting a system of modality. Yes, hello.
5: Hi, good evening. Good evening. How are you?
0: Thank you for asking. Fantastic, Baruch Hashem. So what is your comment or question?
5: So I have this question about the idea, how can I, I understand that some people can have a fear of disability children like Asperger's or autistic or Down syndrome? Is it a person has to have a disability to be afraid of them, or just it's how a person is?
0: So what do you think? I think. Sure. You call up always with great awareness questions. What do you think?
5: No, I'm, not, I'm asking a question for you. I don't know what the thing is. I know.
0: Sure. So I'm just, I'm just asking you. I like when a person also shares their thoughts.
5: Right. I think some people could have fears, but I don't know why. Like, because they're different, oh. they act different. They're...
0: Yeah, what do you think would be going through someone's mind?
5: If somebody see the Down syndrome? Maybe yeah, I don't know. why would no someone be
0: concerned if they have a child that's the Down syndrome?
5: Like what you I mean? If, if a child sees see the Down syndrome?
0: No, if they, I, I uh, misunderstood your question, can you repeat your question?
5: Like why would people, children or adults, be afraid of Down syndromes or Aspergers or, or autistic children?
0: Uh, so I don't know if children are afraid. Let's first deal with adults. What do you think would be adults' issue? Why would an adult be afraid, afraid of having a child that's Down syndrome?
5: That's uncomfortable. They're not the same as everybody. Maybe they're yes. different. Yes. But I, I don't. Yes. I don't see that like you should like judge people like differently because this is the way Hashem made them. We should accept them.
0: Excellent. So uh, along those lines, if someone's nifter. Then why mm-hmm. should we cry? Everyone's nifter at some stage in their life, in, in life, so.
5: Sometimes we do have to have feelings, and sometimes we have to know how to balance our feelings. Exactly. And
0: our emotions. So, some people are concerned. They might have a child that will have a disability, and that's the avoidance. So, it's normal to be, uh, to be concerned.
5: Like, but what well, like, if, if it a happens person, like a child, to, get to the really be afraid to go of somebody. It, say that again? Like a, ch- a child can really a child can really be afraid of a Down syndrome that they might lick lick them or something like that.
0: I don't know about
5: that. I I don't understand the question. I, really... Yeah. Like, why are children afraid? Why why should a child be afraid of a Down syndrome? or as a, a child, or a, just a children?
1: I I think that it's very normal that that somebody strange, you know, somebody regular, you know, in a, in it's in a way that does not matter what you, if, if it doesn't know what is it or how to deal with this, so he's afraid. So it's, it depends on the adults how to teach their kids how to, to act, how to behave. You how know, to for example the, that, the for example, if you have some camps in the summer right now that they have uh, part of the camp is with a, a special uh, you know special special kids, needs children special needs children. And other campus uh, helping them and working with them and to make fun about it.
5: It's very nice.
1: Yes, that's it. That's how, it's how we uh, teach our kids how to treat them and how to be with them.
5: That's so basically you're saying people can have fears because they don't know how to deal with them, and this is how Hashem made
4: them.
5: We should try accepting them.
1: Yes. It's like everything yeah. Everything normal. That, uh, everything is normal that when you don't know something, so you're afraid about it. And uh, let's I say that... It, yeah. yeah, makes let's, sense. Okay. Thank Excellent. you.
5: Thank you very much thank for you. the awareness. I really appreciate for everything you do.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. You've done a fantastic job.
5: Thank you very much, and thanks for helping me. Right.
0: Yes, you. certainly. Our pleasure thank and our best. honor. Yeah, so I just looking up the quote, there's the famous quote sort of what Rob said, People fear what they don't understand. Oh, and no, there's another one. It was finishing off different. It was sort of I thought it was there's a different one, sorta of by Winston Churchill, similar to that. People fear what they don't understand and what they don't understand they have to destroy. Because once you're afraid of something, then you've got to start attacking it.
1: Yes, we have many times we were just facing uh thinks that we are—we don't know what it is this—and starts attacking and uh, working against the, the logic just because we don't know. Unfortunately, uh, we have a Miss A online.
0: Miss A, excellent. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you
3: so much for your phone line. It's very informative and very enjoyable.
0: Thank you so much, and for everyone listening, I just want to remind everyone: the number to call up is seven one eight. and the number to text is 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. Great, and let's go ahead. Let's hear your your question or comment.
3: So last week, a woman called in, and she asked about people in therapy who seek validation or attention from the therapist. I think okay, remind week. me.
0: My mind is now a little bit blank. So no,
3: she was saying she what? knows about a person or more than one person who is in therapy, and they're now getting better because she felt like they were looking for attention from the therapist. And
0: Oh, i well, sure I remember that question, yes. And they're okay. saying that two people that they know from a similar family, and they're getting, yes, the focus is more validation. Yes.
3: Yes. Okay, so my question is, like, could it be, like, does it mean, no, like, could it be, like, if a person needs validation, like, I'm talking about a therapist, not from just people. Um, a person wasn't getting it, like, in their entire life, no, no attention or no anything. Like, does it mean, is it an unhealthy sign, or could it be, like, the person really needs it?
0: Um, explain that again. If someone did not get attention, did not get validation. You know, if,
3: if there's a person who goes, I'm in therapy, and sometimes I feel, I don't sit there and dwell, I don't talk about my past. A lot, and I don't. I mean, I've been through a lot, but sometimes I do feel like I need, like, some validation. And I felt I was listening to a question. I felt maybe, I want to know if it's normal, if, if sometimes that person it.
0: The number one step in connecting with a client, and before we work with a client, is to make the therapeutic connection, and that's where the person gets the understanding. That's where the person feels the therapist gets them. And if they feel that there's a problem, they know they can discuss it with the therapist because they feel. Remember, what is validation? Even more, I think there's now a misunderstanding of the term validation. Can you explain to me or what you think the term validation is?
3: Maybe understanding?
0: That's right. Um. Now, let me ask you, is validation, as sometimes people think it means, that validation means telling, me that they're telling the client that they're right? No. How do you differentiate the two? What's the difference between telling the client, I understand you, versus telling them you're right? What's the difference between the two?
3: The doesn't take sides. She just she understands. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Take a guess. As you you go, you're right on the right path. Let's develop it together.
3: No, I'm not sure.
0: All right. Understand something. Every person at any age needs to work through the process that they're going through. So let's say there's an 80-year-old yid, a husband, a man, or a woman, and now they need to move from their big house or from an apartment to a first floor where there are less steps. And now they need to start identifying the issues that's going to happen. Here they're in an apartment. Here they're in a house. They have everything. They know it. It's comfortable. They have their shoe. They might have to move now to a different place which it might be a lower floor, but the shoe will be further. All validation is saying is that I understand the thought process. Both sides are making sense why it can be difficult. And once you're validating the person's struggle, what happens is with the brain is now it can pr- go to the next step of making a decision. So I had a friend of mine that we were just talking and tells me, you know, I'm stuck on this decision for about three weeks. I can't go back and forth. Let's make the let's, – let's discuss the question was, let's say, visiting day. Like our business said four hours back and forth. Should he go for visiting day? Shouldn't he go? And let's say he had the two reasons. Why should he go is very simple. It's visiting day. His kid would appreciate. his kids a couple of days before that. Now, what he was telling me was something that was very surprising to him. Why is it such a difficulty for him to make this decision? Just decide and do it. And once we're just able to talk, telling him, I could understand both sides. One side is you don't want your kid to feel as if they're neglected or everyone comes and they'll feel like they're left out. On the other hand, you just were there and there's a lot of things to do With your time, just saying it makes sense. And once the person says, oh, you mean I'm not being a bad father if I don't go? That's not the actual situation. It was something else. But saying, yeah, that makes sense. And the person says, you know something? Wow, okay, now I can realize there's even a deeper issue. Just discussing something, telling the person that you're not a bad person for having that thought. It makes sense, the thought. doesn't mean you need to make that decision, but I understand where the thought comes from. Now allows the person to even look deeper. And then let's say this person realizes, ah, the other issue that's really coming up is something much deeper. And that is, how's the kid doing in camp? They didn't like their feeling or the way they are acting or the way they were saying. So since they're worried, therefore, they want to come up maybe with another issue. So what we need to realize is that there's a lot going on in our mind. There's a lot of things that could be affecting us when we do something. Validation. Gives us the ability to know, okay, now that we're normal, I could think. I can speak further issues that are going on. It's extremely important when we work with clients that sometimes people test us. And that means someone will tell us, yeah, how can I open up to you? You have no idea what I did. And then the person will go, what would, I, what would you say if I told you I once davened late and I didn't daven chakras with a minion? And the therapist goes, that's terrible. And the person goes, oh, if you can't handle this, then how will, I ha- how will I tell you something even further? Validating is saying, wow, I could understand that maybe not dominating with a minion bothers you a lot. And we can help the person go through the process. Going through the process means saying, okay, what do you feel? I feel terrible that I didn't dominate with a minion. That makes sense. What's the other side? The other side is, oh, yeah, I'm stuck. I'm having a bit of a, I went to sleep very late, and I, Merit Hashem, that should never happen again. And then we take that side as well. So we've got the balance. And then the person says, oh, wow, you allowed me to process. And then sometimes the conversation can even go, okay, good, what's the trouble for that? And once the person sees you took a non judgmental side, you validated both sides. Now we can start even sharing more. It's validation. Validation is getting the person the understanding what they did and why they're doing it without telling them if we agree or disagree. It's not about us agreeing or disagreeing. It's about what does the person need to heal.
3: With the same question. Is it, it's, is it normal like, to want to share about my past and not just to sit there like, in therapy and just have like goals and we're going to work on this and this and of course. just talk about the past?
0: but just to realize that different types of therapists, there are also different roles when to do certain behaviors. That means if there's a time, let's say, that something is going on, which more crisis, or a situation that you need to actually discuss it with the therapist solutions for example we have now a client we have several clients that we do that we we tell the person look you need a double session you need two sessions not because we want to take the money from you no that's not the goal there are two purposes we need 45 minutes for you you need validation you need to talk about issues that are going on in your life at the same time you are doing some very negative behaviors, and we need to focus on the behaviors and identify why those behaviors are wrong or why they're harming you or hurting you. We cannot do both roles in 45 minutes. There are people that sometimes need to talk for 25 minutes, just get their whole week off their chest, or 35 minutes. Then we need to be able to reflect, allow them to recognize and to see everything that's happening.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, I feel so, yes, that most...
0: it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so Does that make wanna,
0: sense I, to you? Do you hear that you're normal?
3: Yes. Yeah, that's uh, And that is part thing. of um,
0: what, again, just to realize that's what makes a therapist very good, in my opinion, is the ability to shift and to realize, wow, we've done behaviors, we've gotten to a certain point, but now that you're a healthier at a certain level, now we have to shift and start giving you maybe more validation. And if that's necessary, then that's now the new job. But we tell the client, but then you can't discuss why aren't we doing behaviours? Because right now we're shifting our role.
3: Okay. But in a way, I feel like when I talk about my past, I feel like certain problems. I feel like my therapist is maybe giving me like too much validation. I feel like.
0: Well, that like, you discuss. That's very possible. Yeah. And then you, every therapist, remember every person's different. The only way we could know how much you need and when you need that amount is by you sharing it, by you saying, this is what I need. This is too much.
3: Mm -hmm. And what about, like, when I'm going through something tough and I need just a little support from my therapist? Because it will sign a weakness, like if I if I. Well,
0: no. The goal is for you to learn to get this through a therapist, and then eventually our goal is to be able to teach you how to get it from others. If you're married, getting it from a spouse, and not, again, relying on your spouse. As your therapist, able the feel validation
4: that they
3: Because I feel like my therapist is like the first person in my life who I have like an emotional connection.
0: That's magnificent. And that's exactly how it should be. Not, it should be. Hopefully, you would have had it by others. However, our job is to be the first one to teach you this. And if you can learn it with the therapist, then you can eventually learn how to do this with others. That is the goal of therapy. The goal of therapy is what you can learn to do with the therapist's office. We teach you how to be able to do this now with others.
3: And I have one more question. like. I feel like, um, like the first, like almost 20 years of my life have been, I was pretty much like suffering in silence. Um, yes. So I, sometimes I like feel bad for myself. Not for myself now, but like for when I was a kid and I think back. Sure.
0: To time. That's Is very that normal. normal? Yeah. That's healthy. Sure. You're able to now appreciate what you're lacking. You're able to have pity, empathy, a little bit for that kid. never what that child went through.
3: Why do I feel
0: you when I feel bad? It's called recognizing a normal level. That's what people need. That's the whole point of a shiva. Someone lost someone, you have people coming and giving you an ahama, telling you, I understand a little what you're going through. This person was special to us. We miss them too. And that's what you're going through. You went through a childhood or whatever it is that you went through that was difficult. You didn't get any understanding. You suffered alone. What you're hearing now is you're normal. You went through a pain. People are here to help you.
3: Yeah, like in therapy is like the first time. I never expressed any feelings until I met my therapist.
0: That's right. And you're going to learn those. And sadness comes up. Shame comes up. Regret comes up. Anger comes up after a while, and you'll learn how to process these emotions. Yeah, it's all a process. And you can't speed the process. You're learning emotions. There could be sometimes 20, 30 years of feelings that have been neglected or have been stifled. There might even be emotions that you're not even aware of that's going on. And as you heal the process... So imagine like the example that we usually give is an onion. This is like the oldest example, like 20 years old, or I should say 20 years old, probably 60 years old, of using the example of onions. And the onion theory, the concept is that when you start healing issues or you start dealing with issues, you start dealing with the top layer. As you peel one layer, you realize there's another layer and then another layer. And sometimes people even say, why did I start therapy? Look at all these layers as I'm going and deeper. More issues are being brought up. I thought Mm -hmm. I'm done. That's what's happening. That's right. And the answer to that is, if you didn't deal with it, those issues are still there. That layer will still hurt you. All those layers will hurt you. You just won't be aware why it's hurting you. So now what is happening is there's an awareness. You know why. You know now that you're going to deal with it and address it. That's exactly what is happening. So yes, no, you're in the beginning stages of therapy. I was
3: tired of yeah. thinking that maybe I'm. I started feeling bad for feeling bad for myself. I started thinking that maybe the validation, maybe I'm doing it for attention. I don't know.
0: Well, that is the process, and that's why all these questions, each of these points, what happens is you discuss it with your therapist. These are normal questions to bring up. Mm-hmm. This is normal okay. questions that we as how do you think I have this answer to these questions. I've gone through them many times with many of our clients. And then sometimes the clients, after they get the validation they might have needed for six months, then many times what happens just for you to be aware of, and not because you mean it in any wrong way or in a bad way, but then many times the clients actually blame us, therapists, saying, I don't understand, for six months we didn't accomplish anything. And we go, whoa, you needed six months just to understand that you're normal. You needed six months to go through different feelings that are coming up that you blamed yourself. How could I be hurt? How could I be angry? Why don't I want to speak to this person? Why am I nervous every time I speak to this person? It took us time to get you aware of that. It took us time to have you process that. It took us time for you to be able to say, oh, I understand why that's happening. That was months and months of therapy that once you got it, it's still normal for people in the beginning stages to then blame the therapist and say, boy, it was a waste. Or oh, then, which is the funniest one of all. And the reason why I don't take credit when people do it to me is because I've had um, people do it, let's say, with others when it was done to me as well. And that means as follows. Why well, can not do six months, eight months of therapy with someone, let's say on marriage and getting concepts they couldn't get? After eight months, they're beginning to get it. And then they tell me, you know, Mordecai, I listened to this and this rub. Or I heard this therapist make this comment, and I just got it all. Why couldn't you tell me this concept five months ago? And I'm going to Rabbi Nishlam, this was eight months of work getting all these concepts in you, challenging back and forth, and you're, you're taking out many times our neshama. But yet we go through the process. And all of a sudden when you get it and then you give credit to a shear that you heard, or, or someone, a friend of yours, gave you a two-minute pep talk and now it went in. Everything that we've been discussing for months. Mm-hmm. So,
3: because I feel sometimes it, I hear you say that in your center people come in and you just work on the goals and within like a year, I feel like I'm going for so long already and we're just talking and finding more things and more things that are going no, on. No,
0: please listen to the other stuff when I say it. That we take very specific the type of people that we take. And those that need three, four years of therapy – We don't do that, not because we don't know how, because this whole process of what we're sharing of when the client will then turn on you, when the client will get frustrated, when all of a sudden you have family members calling up, I don't understand why we're paying. And all of these concepts many times, that's why I tell people go to an agency where they take your insurance, where you're not going to be upset at the therapist of investing four, five, six years of your life because we didn't create the problem. If someone is 25 years old, they were never allowed to feel an emotion. Do you know how many emotions come up when we start doing therapy? Do you know that can sometimes if someone's 25 years old and never identified an emotion, do you think in six months or a year this person going to get healed?
4: No.
0: And many times they're still in environments where their family members, those that never taught them emotions are still unhealthy or are trying to get them involved. There's a lot going on. Now it takes a, a, someone willing to get into that energy
3: it took and me to like, go through it took the ups and like, down. It took me over a year to start opening up. Like.
0: That's right. Now, could you imagine if you're in private practice, the person's paying you already four months of therapy, and they're going, I don't understand, I still have these problems. What type of a therapist are you? Mm-hmm. And the answer okay. is you didn't even open up yet. So when I say an eye center, and here's where I try to be very honest, and here's where I'm brutally honest, I should say, because normally if I would be doing this as just, oh, come to me, and I'll be saying, yes, we can help everything in a couple of months. It's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is we have very special screeners to make sure that the issues that you have with Fider Chateva are healthy enough to be able to work on in six months to a year, maybe even a year and a half. There has been sometimes times that people have come in presenting that, and then after six months or a year of work, we've dealt with other issues, and then they're longer. And, yes, they usually do question us. Why are we here so long by you? Mm-hmm. And we go through that whole process. So there are different specialists, different therapists that need different speeds. And in mm-hmm. our center, we're, we're not experts in that. We're not experts in that. We could do it, but we're not experts in that, and there are those that are experts in that area. Mm -hmm. So please do not think that if you'd be in my center, you'd be done in six months to a year. You would still be the two-, three-year process, if not longer. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay, fine. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. The little chizik that I would like to give you is you've asked all the right questions, you're on the right path, and just be aware that if you remain in therapy for another couple of years, don't be upset. Don't be disheartened. Don't think there's something wrong with you. You're a healing process. The brain, emotions need time to open up. There could then be a certain issue in marriage. There could then be a certain issue with work, an issue with family. could be different triggers that will come up, and then it would slow down the process a little. Do not, do not think that you're going backwards. Do not think that you're not growing. It's still growing. It's still moving forward. This is the process in therapy. I'm a therapist. I'm telling you, this is the process on um, different levels. People have different issues that they got to work on. This is a normal process. You will have ups, you will have downs, and you will even feel at times you're going backwards.
5: Discuss it with like the
0: therapist.
3: Okay, thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Bye.
3: Great.
1: listen.
0: Uh, what? Um, I wonder if she's still on. Okay, she hung up. Yes. On this. So what chizik would you give her on this that I just said?
1: Because I would say that it's not only therapist any, any profession, anything that we have, we have up and down. We have just a doubt ourselves, you know. And uh, I, I would say that any, any profession, any, any study. Sometimes you feel that oh, I don't know nothing about it, and how I can do it. And the, as, as we say this, the whole idea is basically to apply it upon herself, and this is very normal process. And it's very brave for her to call us and tell tell her a doubt about it. I think that you answer the best, the best you can, uh, you can ever answer somebody. Chaos. Yes. We'll go to uh, Miss uh, Miss uh, Mrs F. Uh, we
6: lost. Yes,
0: Mrs. F. Let's see. are you still on?
6: Hi. Hi. First, I would like to yeah. thank you and mission uh, for all the great work that you do for the cloud.
0: Thank it's you amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. We both appreciate it. Thank you. And
6: my question, I don't know if you answered this one, but now it came up to me, so I figured I'm going to ask it to you. Um, is it ethical that two friends go to the same therapist?
0: Is it typical?
6: What is your opinion? ethical what is your opinion about it
0: well ethically of course it's not a problem how should the therapist know they're two friends if you have two siblings it starts getting into ethical dilemmas ethically where the one sibling is afraid that the other one where the therapist will stay or take sides or will know things about them wonder what they talk about them but friends now I would take a different question does it get complicated for the therapist absolutely Does it get complicated when they start sharing about their therapy session and then one starts just like siblings worried, what are they saying about me and what will the therapist think about me? Will that be complicated by friendship? Yes, but ethical means it's inherently wrong. Is is it wrong for a therapist to work on people? Absolutely not. That's what we do. Do you want to have someone, two people that are, going to review their sessions and talk about it then it gets complicated. Understand ethical I mean is a very it's not wrong
6: but it's not practical practical it's a complicated thing. Thing. I think it's not.
0: So ethically means you're not allowed means in this field you are not allowed to. So let's lahavdel I don't even want to use them um like the Nazis as an example but they decided that killing children that weren't that's how they started that's where Ethically, they say, you know what, it's not a problem killing someone if they're Down syndrome. Uh, if they're all of a sudden too old, just kill them. So ethical is saying that this is like, ethically, this is the awareness that we're giving that this is something that's right, this is something that's wrong. They started changing what's ethics. So ethically means like for example, like a therapist wrong. would
6: work for a family member?
0: It's right, if so the therapist works on two different family members.
6: Oh, for their own family parts. member, I'm like...
0: Yes, that's unethically... That's right, that's unethical because the therapist is not... It's impossible to work on a family member and not to be emotionally involved. They cannot give the same professionalism, and it's unethical in any field in the medical field for them to work on family members. So a doctor will not work, will not do surgery on a family member. It's not ethically correct. A doctor will not prescribe themselves um, uh, a strep medication of having a strep throat. The doctor will go to a fellow colleague. So this is an ethical issue. Now you're asking, is it convenient? Are there bumps if you've got two friends going to the same therapist? Absolutely. Do we have that in our center? Yes, we have it every now and then that also we find out two friends are coming, they even want to make appointments one after another, and we strongly try to dissuade it. Don't come talking together. Don't come leaving together. Let's not do that.
6: Everyone has their own issues, but if one friend found out the other friend has a good therapist that knows how to work with certain issues, she's, like, so excited about it, and she wants to go to this therapist.
0: Excellent. That's wonderful. And then we generally discuss it with the therapist. So again, ethically means you're allowed to. Why not? You're making a referral. The issue that gets bumpy is when the therapist, when they start combo- sharing. This happened in my and session. And what about if they don't tell
6: for the therapist? You know, their I friends.
0: mentioned you that one time you wanted to borrow this and it bothered me. And then that then that client will now feel like insulted. Ive, you're talking about me to the therapist. Now the therapist might think of me in a different way. So what we generally say is it's wonderful that someone recommended you. We recommend that you really do not discuss the therapy session with your friend.
3: Okay.
6: That's understandable. But what is if they don't want the therapist to know that they're friends?
0: What's the difference? Why not? Why keep a secret now from a the therapist? I don't know. They well, there seems like, to be want... there.
6: They feel like this friend is, I don't want the therapist to know that I have such a friend.
0: Why not? That in itself is something that we explore in therapy. What will happen? Will you look down at me? Will you look up at me? Will you judge me? Will you make now assumptions about me? And then in therapy, we could now use this as a discussion. Where else do you feel people make judgments about you? Where else in your life are you not sharing or don't you go there because you're afraid of judgments I will make about you?
6: This is the whole thing to work
0: on by the therapist. Jeff, of course. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Many people are listening and they can benefit from this. Absolutely. When a person comes into therapy and they've got an issue or a difficulty, we use this as a springboard to be able to say, is this just a simple issue or is there something more behind it? From this, What do you say to this? I'm out. Okay, good. So I guess we're going to go now to our last caller. So thank you for calling. By the way, just before we go, because I'm someone sent a message and someone else sent a message. So Avi Rothenberg has that magnificent song of Who Am I? Explaining that special needs children are just like us, of course. And I happen to have a very close friend that has a special needs child. And to him, he doesn't understand at all the whole concept. He has so much love for this kid. and The kid gives love back, and the family unit's won, and they're walking out in the streets together, and part of the family. There's no, all those stuff that are going on. Someone else sent a message that just the opposite. They used to go like to do chesed to a house, and they were always afraid to go. And all this makes sense because people weren't explaining to you why. So the person saying, I don't know why I was afraid. Kids, someone looks different. They don't understand how it is. They don't know what's the fear that can happen to them or to someone else. And that's where education comes and telling them, they're just like me and you. They're just a little chromosome is a little off, but they're wonderful. They're great. Sometimes they might act a little immature, and other stuff might happen, but this is how you speak to them, and just like everything else, education. Certainly, this is a very, very important to be aware that it's normal to fear things that are different than us. Families, again, just going to go saying, to now, at this generation, we we don't have dogs in our houses. Or animals. I shouldn't really say that because we have so many people listening in different parts of the world, and they do have dogs. But I'm talking about, let's say, a classical in-the-box family does not have a dog. And when people see a dog, they run away. They're petrified. The dog's going to bite me. However, when you are interacting with people that have dogs, so there's a dog on the block or a Jewish family that does have a dog or a cat, Is sure, the dog is a friend. It's safe. What are you worried about? So things that we don't, aren't around, things that we don't know, we fear. This is the normal process of anyone. And since these people might not have been around those that are special needs, they don't know it. They don't understand it. And that's what they're going to learn. And as they're around it, they see, oh, they're just like us. Okay. okay. So
1: we'll go to uh, Mrs., Mrs., Mrs. M.
0: Okay, we're going to go to Mrs. M, and we'll finish with that.
2: Hi, thank you so much for your program. I just recently started listening, so I apologize if um, my question was once on one of your shows.
0: Go right ahead.
2: Um, okay, so I, for anonymous reasons, I'll be a little vague about my job, um, but I am a supervisor in an educational setting. And um, for confidentiality reasons, I would never ever approach a parent um, in in a public place, a grocery store, or a an event, and start talking about their child. Obviously um but sometimes one of them will approach me so i was wondering if i'm I'm sure you were in it's funny because i i heard you talking a little bit about ethical situations and what's ethical so i really wanted to know what do you think is ethical at that point i i feel bad to be discussing the parents private business in front of everyone but the parent is the one that approached me in front of everybody
0: so first of all, this is a legal issue. It's not only—it's not even such an ethical issue. This is a legal issue, and mm-hmm. the concept is again—I don't—I can't speak about many uh, each field. You need to do your checking and what's going on. But almost mm-hmm. always, if the person brings it up, then you are allowed to speak. Now legally, I—I I am in trouble if I speak. No, if the person approaches you, it's okay.
2: Right, uh uh-huh. Well, I mean, I, I work with children who have significant behavioral issues, and so let's say by I'll never say who I work with, but a parent will come sit down next to me and say, "Oh, hi. So, um, how was my honey last week?" And in, and I really don't want to discuss it. Um, I don't think it's nice to discuss it with.
0: With, um, Excellent. You know, now that's something else. So let's understand legal, ethical, and now practical. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I have that many times. This is really to protect would, the client's uh, dignity, I guess. Well, that's it. So you can have that where I want to protect your child's uh, your child's confidentiality. So while you, the parent, are comfortable, maybe your child will feel uncomfortable. So many times, agencies or places will set up policy which is saying it's so nice that I'm meeting you and that you want to speak to me. However, the agency policy is in social settings. Um, I can only say hi, but feel free to call the office tomorrow and we'll discuss it. Like you can have mm. that.
2: Mm. I, I'm finding it um, increasingly difficult. as my, I started when my children were very young and now they're a little older. Um, as I'm more and more settled in the community I'm living in, I'm finding it very hard to work in the same community, in the exact same circle.
0: I'm just wondering if other people find that sometimes. Welcome to the world of professionalism. Yes, many different fields have the same issue. That means the medical field, a doctor, you go to a simcha, and then all of a sudden they're bringing up that same issue. Oh, doctor, hi, you know that I see you. I got a little chest pain. I got a little pull. What do I do? I know lawyers have that same problem. I know accountants have that same problem. So welcome to the field of professionalism. And this Mm -hmm. is where we sort of get that guidance, where you have the supervisor guiding you how to deal with it. And it's, thank you Mm -hmm. so much. It's really nice to speak to you. However, this is not the setting. Just call the office tomorrow, and we'll make sure to put you in. Like, leave a Mm -hmm. message like, right now, or right now I'm here as a friend, so I really can't talk business. You Mm -hmm. can either tell them for your sake or for my sake or policy. You learn to set up that answer.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Thank you're you. not the ace of an You are the I, cloud. I hope I can get to there. That I can just as easily say, um, like, I, I don't know, to say, oh, um, like, like you said. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I, you are the cloud. I you get 10, as I don't know. That's right. As you're getting more professional or as you're getting more out there, you will learn. This is exactly mm-hmm. what you discuss in supervision. This is a normal issue that you're having. You're not mm. having an issue that doesn't exist. You're mm. having an issue that is extremely normal. That's what I'm saying mm. to you. Every field has this. Again, mm. if you work in the field, in, with the community, mm. this is a normal point. I know doctors have it, lawyers have it, accountants have it, social workers have it. Yeah.
2: Mm. It's interesting because um, I used to work 50 minutes away from where I live and um, in, in a school that had many benefits. And the clientele was not at all my circles, and nobody knew me. I only had a professional relationship. And oh, yeah. um, it's interesting because then I switched, for the benefit of my family, to in town. And my husband said he never once heard me tongue tied and flustered, but on the rare occasion that he hears me talk now to my clients, I get very tongue tied. Yes. Yeah. I never had a problem when the relationship was only professional.
0: That's right. And this is <laughs> the beauty of growth. This is the beauty of being in a kahila, being in a place, and you're learning how to grow. And this is part mm-hmm. of the growth process. Welcome. Yes. I know Thank I have you. that. I know Reb Nissen has it. Thank
1: you. And I would Nissen, say Nissen, that- how
0: many times do you have that you go to a simcha and someone that you do in construction wants to start speaking to you? we got this problem, that problem, and you just want to be there as a, as a
1: friend
0: yeah. <laughs> and how many times do you have someone that's not your client complaining to you about someone else in construction that wants to take an hour of your time and not even use you
1: that's, that's, how many times
0: does that happen
1: <laughs> that, it's happened a lot and this is something that's really uh, you, as a person you have to say you know I'm sorry this is my free time I have, I have my family right now I'm shopping you want to do, discuss it let's, let's go to, uh, in the office or give me a call you you know, how many times, how many times you read Mordechai, and I know oh, that, I, I know in other people. Yeah,
0: this is my I, life. I, this is I'm, a large part.
1: I'm telling when you. When I, I go I, with
0: my kids, sometimes someone asks me, are you Mordechai, I go, no.
1: Yeah, yes, definitely. My kids because... laugh
0: when that happens, but like, sometimes like I have one of my kids tell me, ta, we're going somewhere, but don't talk to anyone. But it's hard when someone stops and goes, are you Mordechai, Warmer, I'm just going to ask you one step.
1: One step, once one point. So more,
0: sometimes once... it's easier. I just say No. Yeah. I, I look like him. I sound like him. I'm a very close relative. Very rarely do I do that. Today I'm pretty easy.
4: Kids like with a huge
0: smile on my face. When you do it with a huge smile, people really are understanding.
1: You know, but I this, need to do that. I, I know not only from you know the other and that you just telling me and Nisim. Sometimes we spend hours on the phone, and people don't believe. That we have a family, we don't. We are. We we have two family support, and besides oh, oh, you want money? Why? But just just in the phone. It's not nothing. I don't come right. to see you. You know, this mm-hmm. is something that's and amazing. And I know that uh, we have. Uh, I have some friends in Israel, some rabbis, for example, Abu Chazera family, and I asked the rabbi. I ask the rabbi. You know, the rabbi can get the phone calls two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he can tell you, Rabbi. Please, can you tell? Give me the numbers for the lotteries. Now it's a Mega Millionaire in, in New York. Give me the number, Rabbi. I'll give you half of this. In the middle of the night, people don't. Sometimes don't. People don't care about other people and don't think That's about.
0: That's a great idea, Mr. You Could you give me their number? I don't mind calling. <laughs> You're right. That's a great idea. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought of a lot of questions to ask. I never <laughs> thought of that one.
1: Believe me, I myself don't call them because I know that they yeah. really overwhelmed. Sometimes they're sitting hours, uh, you know, and standing hours. And How you do it? I said, we're we getting from our parents and my grandparents that, we never refuse to, uh, to blessing another Jew. This is, but wow. this is our um, uh, lot of the Gdolim. But uh, yeah. I, I, I tell you, we and are and, no, there's no way. and
0: even them, I still, there's still boundaries, a balance that the Gdolim yes. do have. Many times they would go away for a couple of days, just the family. They, they, even within that, there is some balance. There is balance. So all I'm telling you is discuss it with your supervisor. Every field in the world has to learn... This balance, and this is the benefits of success, and these are the downsides of the success. The benefit is you work within the community; it's local. You feel the success; you enjoy it. You're also growing. You're you have more experience. People are going to start reaching out to you. The downside is they will reach out in levels and times that you might not like.
2: Right, a hundred percent. I would like if there is time to just bring up one awareness point.
4: Let's go. I'm speaking, a so.
2: firm yes. I, I, and the from community, yeah. And for anyone who lives in a community where they're benched, to they have a lot of from our agencies and schools and and everything, um, they should please not ask their friend or neighbor that works in a in an agency to recommend, um, you know, another coworker or colleague. Or, and please, 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 don't complain about one, because there's nothing we could do, and. It just puts us in, in such an uncomfortable position. And, and there's no way, anyways, that I would recommend uh, an instructor or a therapist, you know, in the grocery store, anyways. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that awareness out there.
0: Can you explain to people listening why not? Let me ask you, if I just ask you, why can't you just send someone to diagnose? Like, people think all mental health is one. So why can't you send to a therapist that will help schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, OCD, personality, disorder? why can't you just make the recommendation? Why not?
2: Okay, so I am not a mental health therapist. I am more a doesn't. I know you
0: said that, but it's all the same. Every field will have their specialists. We'll have one therapist might be better at this or that. Okay, so my field,
2: as in in every field of therapy, it's extremely nuanced, and um, without... A good hour evaluation. I, there's no way I could tell you exactly what your child needs, and um, and 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 also, it's just, it's just. I, I don't even have the right words. It's just not the right time. It's just, it's 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 just like I want to be. I, it's my dream to go shopping with my kids, without being stopped.
0: Um, well, that you've got to recognize. Sorry, that you've got to realize that. Two separate points. Number one is about helping them that you can't right. give the right evaluations. So, right. Just, I'll just, right. The, the that's next point, point is, one. is more Point selfish, two right. is your one-on-one supervision. Part of being in a position of authority is this will happen. This is a right. reality. But but so this that's is not just own in own the Jewish account. field. In.
2: But, for, but, for, but for the world out there, it's just not possible. It's, it's not possible that's to right. know what your child needs. Exactly. Um, and and it's, just, it's just not possible. It's, exactly. It's, it's not, and, and if I did know what your child needs, then the service would be very superficial. It wouldn't be a real service.
4: It would be a That's service right.
2: that anyone can do. Thank
4: you. I had this exact same situation
0: nights. This evening, someone's trying to get into the center. I said, we just need to do an evaluation. Why can't you tell me? Do an evaluation. If I said, why do you need an evaluation? Why can't I just go to that therapist? I go, you see, just because you know me, you're trying to play the system. I wouldn't have to deal with this with anyone else in the entire world. Because you know me, you're just not following the system. We have information parents I need even to get. come with
2: a list yeah. of specific maladaptive behavior. They, they come with a list of specific behaviors, observational behaviors, and they think, With that list in their hands, I can for sure tell them off the bat what their child needs.
0: Excellent. So now here is again where your supervision is going to come and where you created the awareness for them. But part of your supervision is to have patience and to look at the person with a smile and to just say, I really understand you. I really do. But now this isn't the place. With that smile and knowing they might not understand and knowing that they might say, oh, you're after money oh, you're this Mm -hmm. or you're that. This is what we do go through in our field. In any Mm -hmm. professional, if it's a doctor, if it's a lawyer, if it's an accountant, if it's in construction, oh, this person doesn't want to give me. They want the money. You
2: know, I am enjoying the benefits of working in my community. That's right.
0: That is the price, the cost, and the benefit. That's it. Right, right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And thank you. You You've created this awareness. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have Excellent. a good night. Have a wonderful evening.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Just uh uh, Mordecai, Just wonder sure. small uh, a small, uh, small answer for the guy. Uh, the kid. It's the truth. that kids of divorce separate on uh, ongoing therapy.
0: I would uh, say it's the same answer as the truth of pair of kids going through any situation that we know going through. Yeah. So if you know the parents are fighting, then yes. Do you know there's a child that has some illness? Yes. All divorce means is that there is a difference in the structure, that there is a cause that they might be affected. Could be the parents are fighting. The kids need to process that emotion. Could be the kids feel that they're responsible. They can use a therapist. The same as if a parent is sick. Do you know how many children I worked on where a parent has a certain illness and the kids blame themselves? Or oh, the kid stops playing around with friends and they're trying to learn and Davin all day because they're trying to make sure that Hashem will send that parent their refuah. Or the same way, anything that goes on, a parent loses Parnassa and that the kid, so people know if there's a divorce, so therefore something might happen. But the same awareness is everything. So I don't like when people stigmatize. And what happens if the kid doesn't want to go? So... Therefore, these blanket questions and answers are something that me and our, you are of and we don't like addressing, but we like addressing the awareness. Stop um, pigeonholing people. Let's stop making cookie cutters. Divorce needs therapy. Someone ifter needs therapy. Parents are together. Oh, they're perfect. Parents fighting like cats and dogs. Nope, they're still together. <laughs> they don't need therapy. Let's stop doing this. That's Let's it. stop saying, oh, you come from this. Hush of a family, whatever hush it is, you don't need therapy no matter what's going on. This is all people stereotyping
1: okay that's great that's what I wanted to hear and
0: <laughs> yeah does honest. it make sense that there's a structure that's broken if there's a divorce? Yes, yeah, so the kids need a little adjustment. Does it make sense if there's a person that's ill? Yes, yeah, so the, in the family, so the kid might need adjustment, the parent might need adjustment. Does it make sense if there are legal issues going on? If there's a parent with anger issues and they're together, of course it makes sense that they need therapy. But to say everyone ongoing, these these things where we're diagnosing, putting people, you need this, you need that. Please, let's give, let's realize. And one other point is when you're sending a kid to therapy, how are you doing? Are you saying, oh, you go to therapy, we can't handle you? The kid's not going to open up. I just finished today. All day going through training how to deal with teenagers, basically with the personality disorders and people that are hurting themselves and kids. And we're doing how they don't want to come for the first. Our goal is try to get them ten sessions just to commit to come the next time. We're not even doing therapy yet. And half the time, the issue is the way the parents presented it. We can't handle you. The therapist is going to handle you. So you think that kid wants to go? That teenager is going to want to open up. And then there, we came through already ten sessions. Why is the kid not opening up? Teenagers so I love this. Parents getting divorced, send a kid to therapy. Ah, so you think that's what happens? Now, what happens when you get to therapy? Therapy is when the person is initiating. The person is sharing. What happens if the person is keeping secrets in there? She will barely get too far in therapy. Ah, so divorce parents, therapy. That's it. And now we took care of all the problems. Ah, I wish life was that simple. Yes. Make Parnassos, stay a capital to Hillam work an hour a day, and then sit and learning the rest of the day. I wish life was that simple. OCD, you do this method, everyone's healed OCD. Depression, you do this, everyone is healed. world doesn't work that way. And Instant. let's not try to make a complicated world in a simple level where we want to diagnose certain, certain people. Divorce, ah, oh, therapy for life. This, therapy for life. This, therapy won't even help. Let's not do that.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Ramon. you know, I'm going
0: to just say one more minute, even though I'm so late, but let's just mention this one more minute. How about the concept that people, it's called the resilience theory, that kids that went through difficulties are able to be more successful in life, and there are tremendous amount of studies proving that. Those that went through a challenge, they are stronger, and they can go through life's difficulties and bumps, and therefore they can pull through because they have that vaccine already of difficulties. Versus someone that was raised on a silver platter and all of a sudden on a gold platter, all of a sudden they're having difficulties, they don't know how to handle it. So how about we should say the other way? While well, these kids from a divorced home, those that are healthier, those that have processed, they are more successful in life. Why don't I see that question coming? Why are people always being diet, labeling divorce problem, this problem, that problem, everything problems? Why don't you look at the other way?
1: Yes. And, uh, and note, also, also Kathy, if, yes. if the kids kids can come, you know, there was L and the house between the parents. Right now, it's a peaceful divorce. It's also a possibility. That's
0: right. That's, it happens a
1: lot. So the, ki- the kid's cat is on quiet corner, right? Suddenly, instead of this parents fighting and argument, you know, all this around him. Anyway, uh, we, the awareness is uh, not every kid with divorce needs the therapy, and not every kid. Uh, keep it as a normal life you know, it need, you know, to go just don't, as That's you said right. don't tag other people
0: yes ha'zlachah and have a Amen. wonderful
1: evening thank leader. you, Reh even it's a little, little late and yeah. we will
0: continue ha'zlachah, I've Amen. got ten, nine minutes to get to the hall ok, <laughs> <Yes>. mazel tov ha'zlachah, <laughs> meretz Hashem, yeah, called it